the narrow road But I've been with you all along This race that you're running Was not given to the strong I know sometimes you're worried And faith is hard to find you feel you never reach the finish line. Hey, Larry here. Acts 29 today, coming to you from you Sunny World Headquarters I know how hard you try. in Chiang Mai, Thailand. like to welcome all my listeners in Thailand I'm with you when you cry. and around the world. To this edition, where you don't have to wait five minutes, four minutes, or even three minutes, because Acts 29 today starts right now. Well, here we go on another episode of Acts 29 today. And today I just have some, uh, just some things, you know, that I came across in the uh, Word while I was studying this last week and stuff. Just, just some amazing things, you know, that you find in the Word. And where I'm reading from today is in Revelation, because I just finished that up the other day. And he's talking to the seven churches. And, you know, these are amazing things that he says to these seven churches. (laughs) Some pretty heavy-duty stuff there. But he's talking to uh, the church in Smyrna. And he said, these are the words of the first and the last who died and came to life again. That would be Jesus. I know your affliction and distress and pressing trouble and your poverty but you are rich what's well, pretty amazing in itself jesus says that he knew these people's affliction distress and pressing troubles and their poverty But then he says, you are rich. And how are you abused and reviled and slandered by those who say they are Jews and are not, but are the synagogue of Satan? Fear nothing you're about to suffer. Dismiss your dread and fears. Behold, the devil is indeed about to throw some of you into prison that you may be tested, proved, and critically appraised. And for ten days you will have affliction, but be loyal and faithful unto death, even if you must die for it, and I will give you the crown of life. He who is able to hear, let him listen and heed what the Spirit says to the churches. He who overcomes and is victorious shall in no way be injured by the second death. That's for another day. So he's telling these people, 
that he knows their affliction and distress and troubles and their poverty. And that some of them are going to be thrown in prison and critically appraised and tested for 10 days. And some of them may even die because of this. But he says, you are rich. And this is one of the two churches out of the seven that he didn't have anything against. That he didn't say anything against. So how can these people be in poverty, but yet Jesus says they're rich? Well, because there's temporal, unenduring riches in the natural world. And then there's the true riches. The true riches. And so these people didn't have any of the material riches of this world. They didn't have a bunch of toys that they had gathered together in this world. So they weren't they weren't rich in the sense of this world's riches. In fact, they were just the opposite. They were in poverty. But Jesus said they were rich. They were rich in the eternal riches in Christ Jesus, the everlasting riches, the real riches, the enduring wealth that is spiritual, not material. I find that uh, pretty amazing indeed. And then we go over to the uh, the last church that he talked to, which a lot of people now say is the, the church age that we're in. And uh, this was the, the last one he spoke to. This to the assembly, the church, the people, not a building, in Laodicea. These are the words of the Amen, the trusty and faithful, true witness, the origin and beginning and author of God's creation. That would be Jesus again. I know your record of works and what you're doing. You are neither cold nor hot. Would that you were cold or hot. So because you're lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will spew you out of my mouth. Now, just for a little tidbit here on that, um, you know, people always read this and think, well, you know, hot is good and cold is bad. You know, if you're not on fire for Jesus, well, then if you're cold, you're not, that's not good. But that's not what, that's not what Jesus said here. He said, I know what you're doing and you are neither cold nor hot. Would that you were cold or hot. So he didn't say that cold or hot 
either one of them was better than the other. He just said it, it would be better that you were cold or hot. But because you're lukewarm, I will spew you out of my mouth. So it took me a long time, but I finally came to me by the Holy Spirit one day that cold is really good. On a hot day, you know, you drink something really cold, it's very, what? It's very refreshing. Cold is refreshing on a hot day. On a cold day, hot is very refreshing. So it seems like he's saying, you know, that you're not refreshing. You're not refreshing to anybody, to the people. You're just lukewarm. And lukewarm is not refreshing. It's disgusting. And so, you know, when you when you take a drink of something, you, you know, hot is refreshing and cold is refreshing, but lukewarm is disgusting. And so you spit it out of your mouth. And so I, I think maybe in part that's what he's saying. You know, we need to be refreshing in our walk. For you say, here we go, you say, I am rich. I have prospered and grown wealthy, and I am in need of nothing. Well, yeah, that sounds a lot like um, the Laodicean church age. Uh, you know, because we got a lot of people I just call the prosperity pirates, for lack of a better term. And, and they say, yeah, we're rich. We've prospered and grown wealthy. You know, and they've got all the toys and all the stuff, all the material wealth, and they're in need of nothing. But what does Jesus say? He says, but you do not realize and understand that you are wretched, pitiable, poor. They said they were rich. He said they're poor. Blind and naked. Therefore, I counsel you to purchase from me gold refined and tested by fire, that you may be, what? Truly wealthy. Purchase from me gold refined and tested by the fire. It's the word of God. That you may be truly wealthy. And white clothes to clothe and keep your shame of your nudity from being seen, and salve to put on your eyes that you may see. Those I dearly and tenderly love, I tell their faults, convict and convince, reprove and chasten. I discipline and instruct them. So be enthusiastic and in earnest, burning with zeal, and repent and change your mind and attitude. So it's amazing that we have these two... Uh, you know, absolute opposite things going on here. You know, we've got the we got the one church that is in poverty, but Jesus says they're rich. And then we've got another church that says, "Oh, we're rich. We don't. We're not in need of anything." And yet Jesus says to them, no, you're, you're poor. 
<laughs> and not only that, but you're miserable, blind, and naked. So I find these truths, you know, just very amazing. Just so amazing to what we what we hear today, you know. And, and we've got to be so careful today of the deception that's out there. And you know, never get caught up in all this other stuff that is that is not true riches. You know, I used to chase the riches of this world, but you know what? I gave it up because I found out there were true riches, enduring wealth that, that goes on with me in into that eternal kingdom. So then we have this little story in Acts 3. Uh, where Peter and John are going to the temple and there's this guy there begging and he's looking up at them expecting something from them and Peter says silver and gold money I do not have can you imagine that Peter and John giants in the faith but they don't have they don't have any money silver and gold money i do not have wow they wouldn't be too accepted today in a lot of places but peter said but what i do have that i'll give to you in the use of the name of jesus christ of nazareth walk and then he took him by the right hand, pulled him up, and, you know, strength came into the man's legs, and he was walking and leaping and praising God, and you know the rest of that story. So here's a couple guys walking along, and they don't have any money. <laughs> but what they do have is the power of God in Jesus' name. So then over in Acts 4.13... You know, they finally, this caused a big uproar and all the stuff, and then they finally called them in before the, the leaders. And uh, Peter explained to them really, really what was going on. And it says that now when they saw the boldness and unfettered eloquence of Peter and John and perceived that they were unlearned and untrained in the schools of common man with no educational advantages, what did they do? They marveled. And they recognized that they had been with Jesus. Oh, my word! No money. And now, please don't tell me that they were unlearned. And not only that, but untrained in the schools of common men with no educational advantages? How could this be? Here we've got these guys in the Bible, and they're not prosperous. They don't have all the fancy clothes and sneakers on and money coming out of their pockets. They haven't been to Bible school. They haven't got their masters in divinity. But yet, the, the religious leaders of the day marveled at them 
and recognized that they had been with Jesus. Maybe that's the difference. Maybe the difference is the people who, who, who are with Jesus and been with Jesus and are with Jesus are different from those who have just have the money and been trained, but they've never been with Jesus. I don't know. Kind of mysterious how that happens. Kind of brings me the story of the two cardinals sitting on the veranda overlooking the lake at the Vatican and drinking their wine in the afternoon with some nice cookies. And one of them said, well, we don't have to say silver and gold, have we not anymore? And the other one said, yeah, that's true. But then again, he said, neither can we say rise up and walk. So you see, we've got a, we got a lot of cool, cool, cool church stuff going on today. A lot of cool things and cool looks and all that, but but yet, all we can give the beggar at the gate beautiful is a little silver and gold. Can't give him what he really needs, and, and that's healing in his body because he's been lame from birth. So we're, we're missing something in today's operation because if what has been going on for the last 50 years that I've been in the church, the body of Christ, if, if, if what everybody's doing is, is the way to go, then it seems we'd have seen some, you know, some major things happen in the world for Jesus, like happened in the first century, where whole cities came out, thousands of people got saved and added to the church daily, and, and you know, all those things we read about in Acts, you know, but here we are today, and, uh, you know, just talk, talk, talk. TikTok. <laughs> this thing's been reduced to TikTok. And um, so, you know, yeah, and I and I'm not I'm not saying I'm I'm there because I'm not, you know. I've uh, I've told people in the name of Jesus to get up and walk too, and they're still sitting there to this day probably. So I'm I'm still in the search for that kind of power, but I'm not giving up on it. And uh, I'm certainly not gonna go after the silver and gold in place of it. Now, I will say this, you know, there are people who are called to f finance many things in the kingdom of God. And, and God has given them great wealth to do that. You know, they're not prosperity pirates. They're not shearing the sheep and telling them all this nonsense about how they're going to be rich if they give to them. And, you know, they haven't made church a business, a money-making business. 
that the word talks about. Some think that, you know, godliness is gain, that, that you can make money from it. But then he said, there is great gain with godliness, with contentment. Contentment with godliness of, is of great gain. That's, that's where the great gain comes in, is, is contentment with godliness. So what we've got today is a bunch of people that have, are trying to be godly, but they're not content with godliness. They're, they're making it a, biz, a money-making business. And, and that's the difference. The people that are called to give to the kingdom, not just build up Learjets and limousines for themselves and mansions here on earth, but, but they're really called to give into the kingdom where evangelistic work is being done and thousands and millions of people are being born again. You know, like Laterno, uh, the heavy equipment company guy that lived on 10% of his income and gave 90% away, financed the the bonky uh, crusade in Africa that had over a million people there. Yeah, those those people are called by God to do that. You know, but if you're trying to get rich you know, by giving to some ministry, you know, you're kidding yourself. So there is that part of it. <clears throat> and yeah, we're not called to to live under the bridge and and all that. You know, there's a balance in all this. But read the Word of God, man. Read the Word of God. These people in Revelation were in poverty, but Jesus said they were rich. And that's, that's the rich I want. You know, I'm, I'm getting more and more content every day. And, and I love the, the riches of, of God, the real riches, the true riches, the enduring wealth. And so, you know, we just need to, to stay on the, stay on the path, man. Stay on the path. So, with that, I'm going to leave you. And uh, thank you for tuning in today. Is this